This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 62 of the Animaniacast. It's Halloween and we're on the scene. Gonna fill up on candy till we turn green. On Halloween, who needs protein? It's Halloween. It's Halloween, we got it. And welcome once again to another episode of the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast out there that is dedicated to the animated series, Animaniacs. Here we explore the series episode by episode, revisiting all the cultural references and gags, and in the end, we give each episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again from Los Angeles is my brother, Nathan. You're a smarty every day, Nathan. Yes, I am. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hi. Um, so today we are talking about a very spooky uh, episode of uh, Animaniacs. Ooh. Ooh. It's a Halloween episode. Um, and we, for once, are actually doing this at an appropriate time of the year. This is the first time it's actually synced up where it makes sense. Yeah, even though it didn't air at a time that's made sense, but... <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute, yes. So, we make more sense this time than the Animaniacs did when it originally aired, so take yeah. that, everybody. Okay, so anyway, well, today we are going to be discussing the segments Scare, Happy, Slappy, Which One, and then, of course, the Warners are back one more time with a reading from Macbeth. The witch scene, of course, since this one is Halloween and all. Um, but what do you guys think? In a few words, if we were to say something about this episode, uh, what would you say? Nathan. Oh, which episode? <laughs> and Kelly, what about you? It was uh, creepy, kooky, mysterious, and ooky. Ooh, okay. Well, before we get into our discussion, Nathan, tell us, when did this episode first premiere? So this episode premiered on Tuesday, May 3rd, 1994, which, of course, is Halloween. Wait, sorry. No, it's the 29th Academy of Country Music Awards with winners Garth Brooks, Vince Gill, and Winona. Uh, Later this week, Courtney Love would be cleared of drug charges. Nelson Mandela and the ANC confirmed the winner in South America's first post-apartheid election. And Walt Disney's Three Ninjas Kickback is released. Oh, oh, the really good one. No, wait. That's the other one. No, (laughs) not Go Ninja. It would have been a better movie if it did involve the Ninja Turtles. (laughs) But no. Those are are four ninjas, so. (laughs) Yes. The Three Ninjas. Boy, oh, boy. I, I, I don't remember watching... 10 minutes of those movies. It was so not what I was interested in. I love Three Ninjas. I thought it was really cute. Eh. What about Three Ninjas Kick Back? (laughs) No, I was over it by then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I suppose, you know, we gotta, we gotta talk about something, Nathan. You know, last week's. Well, technically, last, well, last week we talked to Tom Ruger once again, and we will be talking with Tom Ruger very soon again. So, uh, <laughs> folks, send in your questions to uh, Animaniacs creator and senior producer, 
Tom Ruger for our further discussion. So we'll be talking to him in a few weeks. But a couple weeks ago, we made a, an oversight. We didn't necessarily make it. We didn't really make a mistake of any kind. Well, I guess you could call it a mistake. But it was an oversight. <laughs> so, Nathan, tell us, what did we forget to talk about on episode so, uh, 61? Yeah. So we uh, mentioned that Thumbelina was released within the uh, between episodes 60 and 61. We did not mention, however, that I'm Mad was featured before Thumbelina started which I didn't know that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well it was, it was it featured kind of like the same uh, thing, like called the Roger rabbit cartoons, you know? Uh, yeah. It's like a little short in front of it. Kind yeah. Of thing. Before that. And I totally forgot about that. I remember hearing it a few times like, Oh yeah, that's right. But none of us had ever seen the movie Thumbelina. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's part of the problem that we never really caught into that. Like, Oh yeah, that movie. And it's Don oh, Bluth. That's a movie we have to see. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but Kelly, we, we were we were talking about it like it's Don Bluth, and you and neither one of us had seen it, and we all like Don Bluth animation. Oh, no, I love Don Bluth. Yeah, but that was just a a movie that uh, I don't know, kind of went by. Do you remember uh, hearing about the? I remember a few like hazy memories. I think. Of what year did it come out? Ninety four. Yeah. See, I don't. I was really into movies, but well, you know what? I mean, I, I didn't have a car and I didn't have a job because I was in high school. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I didn't go to the movies that much. And I was probably in that age where I was too cool to go. Well, no, I wasn't too cool to go see a cartoon at the movies because I saw Lion King and Beauty and the Beast. So, um, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't go see it. Yeah. I saw Anastasia when it came out, and that was only a few years later. Hmm. Well, and that's and that's funny because yeah, Anastasia is just an awesome film, and I, I don't know, Thumbelina is just like the Don Blue film that everyone forgets about. But I do Aww. seem to <laughs> poor poor Thumbelina, uh, but she's um, but yeah, I do seem seem to remember some commercials where they would talk about you know, come see Thumbelina and then watch the you know before Thumbelina starts and see the. Uh, the short I'm mad. Um, and obviously it's such a, it's an awesome song <laughs> and it's, you know, featured in, um, I think it was featured in the first soundtrack, right? The, the I'm mad uh, song. Yeah. It's such a great yeah. song. And, uh, and yeah. It, and like we talked with Tom Ruger last week, you could see like the, where he, the connections right there to having three kids in the car <laughs> with, uh, you know, his sons versus Yakko, Wacko and Dot in that car. So, I don't know. It's a it's a cool short. We'll be talking about, it, of course, when it features again on the cartoon show. But uh, yeah, we totally missed it. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> sorry about that. Next time uh, there's an Animaniac short before a movie, we'll make sure we won't miss it. Right? Oh, uh, wait, can't guarantee that. Yeah. I don't think there was any <laughs> other ones, so that's good. Well, but... I don't know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you remember Nathan? I remember seeing uh, Roger Rabbit shorts before movies. Did you ever remember going to the theater and watching any cartoons before the movie starts? I mean, just Pixar movies. Just the Pixar ones? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go ahead and get into our discussion. And we're going to start off with, uh, I guess, some uh, some little bits of filler. Uh, let's start off with some Randy Beeman stuff. Hey, this is Colin, voice of Randy Beeman's pal from Animaniacs, and you're listening to the Animaniacast. Okay, bye. So, 
In today's episode, we have three different Randy Beeman segments. The first one, Colin was holding a live frog, and he's like trying to put it in his hat and everything like that while he's talking. And he's talking about uh, Randy Beeman. Colin's talking about Randy Beeman's encounter with Dracula. One time Randy Beeman woke up at night and he saw Dracula, but he thought it wasn't Dracula, just some clothes hanging up. Then he turned on the light and it really was Dracula. Uh, very spooky. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the second one was Colin was playing with a yo-yo and he's trying to do tricks. And, of course, he's messing up completely. Uh, and this was about Randy Beeman's mom. Mom's best friend was trying to get a tan. And what happened? She, like, fried her guts or something like that? She uh, boiled her guts. She boiled her guts. Ugh, gross. Okay, so see, one time Randy Beeman's mom's best friend, whose name is Linda, wanted to get a tan more than anything. So she went to a tanning salon, and she stayed in too long, and she boiled her guts. Um, yeah, it's a, a, a rather gross one right there, but there, there I we are. I thought it was funny. <laughs> and then the, It is very weird. The last Randy Beeman segment that we had was Colin was talking about a scary story. See, one time Randy Beeman was asleep and he heard a scratch, scratch, scratch on the window. And he woke up and nothing was there. So the next night he heard a scratch, scratch, scratch on the floor. And he woke up and there was nothing there. And so the next night he heard scratch, scratch, scratch on his bed. And he woke up and you know what it was? His mom's Lee Press-On nails had come alive and they were after Randy Beeman. And, of course, he screams. (laughs) (laughs) Scary. So, you know, the the scariest Randy Beeman segments we've seen so far. This is, uh, it's it's pretty intense. What do you guys think? What was your favorite Randy Beeman story of those three? Kelly, what do you think? I I like the boiled guts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Nathan, what about you? I think the press on nails. Yeah, me too. I like it. just <laughs> just it the build up for that the scratch scratch scratch. I was I always like that one. So yeah, that's my favorite one there too. So thank you, Colin. Uh, and by the way, if you want to, if if you're new to the show and you don't know this, go back a few episodes and we actually interviewed Colin Wells, who voiced the little boy Colin. And uh, Colin's a super nice guy. And uh, you should uh, you should listen to that episode. Okay, bye. And finally, there's one other little bit of filler in here, uh, and that is a good idea, bad idea, and it's a it's a nice one. It's a, it's and it's good advice, I believe. It's the good idea is going trick or treating on Halloween. The bad idea, of course, is going trick or treating on St. Patrick's Day, and poor Mister Skullhead gets uh, punched in the face by a uh, guy dre- dressed up as a giant leprechaun. So do not do not trick-or-treat on Halloween, everybody. Once again. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do, do we have anything to say about that good idea, bad idea? I mean, I'm assuming one of them is drunk if it's St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably... Maybe both were, actually. <laughs> that explains a lot. Why? Okay, so I guess number two is... Don't knock on the door when you're drunk St. Patrick's Day thinking it's Halloween, whatever. <laughs> it reminds me like when I was when I, when I used to live by the University of Arizona and I was just sleeping in the middle of the night and this guy was like knocking on my door in the middle of the night. It was, it was just like, what the heck is going on? And he's like pounding on my door and he's like, 
Jessica! Jessica! And I was like, there's no Jessica here, dude. Are you serious? I'm like, yeah. He's like, Jessica! Like, (laughs) go away, dude. And here's the weirdest thing. He was dressed as a cow. He was dressed as a cow. Oh, wow. It it made no sense why he was there. It was not Halloween, by the way. This was not Halloween. He was just dressed as a cow, and he was yelling for Jessica, and I told him to go away, or I'd call the cops, and then the cow disappeared, just like that, so... Nice. What did Jessica have to say about it? Well, she was like, hey, who was that? And I was like, nobody. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, anyways, let's go ahead and get into our discussion right now of the first cartoon, and it is called Scare Happy Slappy. (laughs) Scare Happy Slappy was written by John P. McCann. It was directed by Michael Gerard and Jeff Seargi. And Nathan, what the heck happens here in Scare Happy Slappy? Well, hey, all you Slappy and Skippy fans. We've got a special Halloween episode for you. Uh, Skippy wants some more candy and Slappy wants to go home. So they decide to go one last street and it happens to be where all the villains live. And they all want to take down Slappy. So um, they try to uh, defeat her, but all their plans backfire. And they get hurt instead. And and Skippy ends up with lots of candy. Happy Halloween! <laughs> that's, pretty, that's a very good summary right there. <laughs> yeah, in a few words, they she basically goes to all the villains' house and they're just not successful killing her. And there you go. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, there are quite a few little uh, references in this right here. Uh, Most first and foremost, Nathan, what is uh, Skippy dressed up as in this one? Uh, Buster Bunny. Buster Bunny. And I love his little (laughs) um, bouncy shoes that he uses while he's he's talking. And there's other little Animaniacs uh, or uh, Tiny Toon characters kind of uh, walking around as uh, as they're going trick-or-treating. You have a, a girl. I actually thought it was just Elmira just running through the those I thought street. so, too. Yeah, but people are saying that it was a person in an Elmira costume. I don't know. As we'll see in, a, in an episode or two, uh, Elmira will be making an appearance, which is super cool. Um, but... Uh, I, I, yeah, she was just kind of walking around. Uh, some people are saying that they saw the brain also, a kid dressed up as the brain. And I did see a kid dressed up as a mouse, but I didn't think it was the brain. But mm-hmm. what, whatever. Anyway, um, there's a scene where um, they're you know going in front of uh, Walter Wolf's house and Slappy mentions... Look, Skippy, it's the opening credits to Scooby-Doo. Which is very apropos since we just talked with Tom Ruger, who had had a background with Scooby-Doo. Not that particular cartoon right there, but still kind of a neat connection, I suppose. Um, And really, I guess the only other little thing I could think off the top of my head right now is um, Benihana. (laughs) There's a a great joke where Sid the Squid is uh, burnt up to a crisp from all the uh, explosions. And uh, Slappy says... You remind me of a bad accident at Benny Hanna's. <laughs> and I laughed out loud at that 
one right there. I thought that was a. I did too. Yeah, that was. A, it was just a, a. It was. I was not expecting you to say that. She usually says the cartoon reference and just that little thing. Oh, there's a couple more things I almost forgot about. Tweety Bird makes an appearance because uh, what happens there uh, again? It, the, what are scripts good for? Curveland sloppy. It's a trap. You'll be blown to smithereens. Where are you getting that cheesy dialogue, Skippy? From the script. Skippy, how many times I gotta tell you what a script's for? For lining the bottom of bird cages. That's right. Enjoy. I suppose the only other possible connection to something else might be when they, whenever they showed like a, the spooky street or a spooky house, they would always have the music kind of go bum bum bum, and. Whenever I hear that music, I always think of Young Frankenstein because that happened a lot in that movie. <laughs> and I'm, I, I would not be surprised if that was a direct, you know, reference musically to Young Frankenstein since, you know, the writers love Mel Brooks and everything like that. But who knows? Could just be a coincidence and because it's just, you know, scary music. But I don't know. What do you guys think? What, what were some of your favorite moments in this one, guys? What were some things that made you... Made you laugh. Nathan, let's start with you. Um, I liked uh, Beanie the Brain Dead Bison. I thought it was pretty funny. Yes. And, like, he, and, he mentioned, <laughs> and you mentioned at the very beginning the, the line that he said, right? You're a smarty every day, Beanie. Yes, I am. And that was similar. To, where did you hear that one before? Um, I've heard it before. Uh, I can't remember. It was Newt. <laughs> Remember, okay, that's it. Remember, Newt was like, "You're a smarty, Newt. Yes, you are. You are a smarty every day. Yes, I am." You know that, and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, so, I, okay, so that made me think, like, okay, who? So, what is this? I don't know what it's referencing at this point. Now, it could be, <laughs> it could be him referencing back to the line from Newt, or that line in itself could be referencing a TV show." From the 1960s, for all I know, or even before. So, if anyone knows what that is, that line patter is from, uh, let us know. Uh, you can, you know, reach out to us and let us know because I'm, I am curious that it has a, a deeper origin. Yeah, and it's a very funny like wording. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Kelly, what about you? I thought it was funny when Skip. Uh, I'm sorry, Slappy said this was going to be more fun than Senior Night at American Gladiators. Oh yeah, I forgot about that line. Which yeah, and that, then, that did have oh. a weird image in my head of seniors at um, playing American Gladiators, which <laughs> was a show back in the they tr- they tried to renew that I think at a, about ten years ago and had not not a lot of success, but that was a very popular show back in the early nineties. Oh yeah. It was fun to watch. Yeah. But wasn't the one where they would joust and basically beat each other with these big foam? Yeah, because the whole the whole premise was like you'd have the it was kind of like American Ninja Warrior, which I don't know why that show's still on the air and yet uh American Gladiators can't uh, get a reboot going that sticks, but yeah, you have like a guy who is the normal guy and then he's going to face off in the arena uh against the gladiators. And of course that rent like that was a whole thing in the nineties, like with American Gladiators and then on Nickelodeon they had um guts, I think oh, was what it was called, right? Well well, I was gonna say like American Ninja Warrior seems to be like double dare but without the trivia questions. <laughs> so it all kind of comes full circle. Exactly. <laughs> well what are some <laughs> what are some other moments that guys uh that you, you thought were cool? 
Oh, she she told Skippy not to do the big eye thing. Oh no, please, Aunt Slappy, just one more street. Oh, for Pete's sake, you already got more chocolate than Switzerland. Parade, please. Oh, all right, but don't do that big eye thing. It scares me. Makes you look like an owl. Right. Look yeah, like an owl. Yeah, or an anime character. Yeah. <laughs> he he. His eyes were especially big in this. I, I believe Startoons uh, animated this one, and uh, it was it, it was good animation. It had uh, Skippy looks especially cute when the people at Startoons uh, are animating him. I think, and Slappy has a certain her chin just looks extra protrudes a little bit more, you know, and she just looks extra grumpy. I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Some good animation. I thought it was weird that the Animaniacs did two songs for <laughs> so they did and Slappy basically. Yeah, well, they open it up for Slappy, right? And then they yeah. sing, and then they start off with, they, "Hey, we're back." <laughs> and it's Halloween, yeah. <laughs> and I want to say that candy corn is disgusting. Ooh, candy corn! Spew! Hey, they're better than the corns on my feet. Spew and a half. So yeah, it no, is. It's- not. It is totally. I am with. Oh my god! It's gosh. not my favorite, but oh, yeah. I will pass Sorry. up on candy corn every time. <laughs> we should do that as a poll. Whether it's, hey, I, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure that. Well, it's the right time of year for that. I'll put an I'll put a bonus Animaniacast poll out there and and ask everybody if Skippy was right. <laughs> that won't be our official poll, but we'll uh, we'll put it out there anyway, just yeah. to say like. My guess is that two out of five people like candy corn. Yeah. So most of the people don't. Never tell me the odds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only person that eats candy corn in our house is our dad. You would like just like give the candy corn to dad. He'll eat it. Yeah. He'll eat anything. <laughs> Mikey. And, and, his, and his name is Mikey. How... I was about to say, is that his name? Yeah, but, it is. But Mikey, Mikey won't eat anything is the problem. Is oh. the, if you remember oh, the commercial. True. That's true. Oh, whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> well, a very nice uh, Skippy and Slappy cartoon getting us uh, off on the uh, Halloween track here for this cartoon. And uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next major segment. And that is which one? And which one was written by John P. McCann once again? He got to have two Halloween segments in this one. And it is directed by Rusty Mills. Ooh, the scary Rusty Mill. Watch out. Don't go over there, kids. So, Kelly, tell us what happens in which one? I, well, okay. To be perfectly honest, I got really distracted by all the, 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 the parodying going on. So I didn't even really pay that much attention to the actual plot. But <laughs> there's guy, I don't know, he's some pilgrimy looking guy. Um, he he uh, <laughs> comes across Rita and thinks she's a witch. So he's going to put her in the water. And if she dies, she's a witch. And if she doesn't die, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I get. It's I always the, get this confused. Yeah, it's the whole thing of, of, of back in Salem where they, they went. It's a, he's in Salem. And what's his name here, yeah. Nathan? Nathan, do you have his name? I, I I have him as the judge. Let the me judge. Let's see if he has an actual. Well, oh, okay. 
Well, anyway, so yeah, he he's gonna drown if if you drown the person and they if you put them underwater and you lift them back up and they're not dead. Well, they're a witch and you have to burn them. And yeah, his name is the judge. The judge. But. Okay, but then if you do drown them, then you get like a written apology. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and it's so ridiculous. And the water's freezing because there's snow and. I mean, anybody's just going to go ahead and drown. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so he, they're, they're trying um, to determine whether or not Rita is a witch. And Ron gets put in the stocks and a horse rescues him. But but like I said, the thing that really got me is from the very first seconds of the cartoon. I was like, wow, that little town looks like the quiet village in Beating the Beast. And then the judge starts singing and I'm like, well, he looks a little bit like Gaston. And then the way the village people sort of wander, you know, stood around. And then he had this conversation with some of them in the middle of the song. And then he says, good day, good day, good day. And I was like, whoa, this, this is beating the beast rip off. Totally. <laughs> good day. Good day. Good day! The judge is happy when he hunts for a witch. He couldn't find one in a ditch. But if he thinks that you're a witch, he'll burn you up with pitch. A dangerous jerk, the judge. Because sometimes, I mean, what, for listeners who don't know, Beauty and the Beast is one of my ultimate, absolute favorite films in the world. And I saw it like 30 times the first month I had the deep, or the, the, the video, when it came out in the 90s. So... <laughs> I know my Beauty and the Beast, and so I thought, well, maybe I'm just seeing it in this cartoon where it's not existing because I do that sometimes. But no, it's it's definitely a, a, a well, I won't, say call, I won't call it a ripoff, but definitely a, a homage. Yes. And then and Rita sings a song. So so that's the opening song, sort of like Belle, the the opening song Belle in the movie, and then Rita sings a song that it's kind of reminiscent of Gaston. Who can hunt like a cat, not a dog or a bat? Who can stalk a big bird or a rat like a cat? All the creatures that have this cunning, slick as a greased up snake. Go and watch any wolf or coyote. They can find fish knee deep in a lake. Who hunts cats like the judge, which is spawn like the judge? Those tools are the devil, kitty cats like the judge. Who hunts like a cat? I hunt down all cats. We're keen, so that's that. I hate them like rats. There's nothing quite like a, a cat. cat. Then at the end, when they're wandering off on the winding road, even the instruments sound just like the instruments used in the, the actual title song, Beauty and the Beast. So long, Sailor Mass. Time to say bye-bye. I almost got drowned, chased right out of town, boarded my fur fly. Boston, here we come. Home of beans and tea. Maybe they need pets. Don't take any bets. Still there's you and me. That sure was pretty, Rita. I hope we don't get sued. And again, I, I mean, at this point, I'm still kind of, well, may, maybe. I'm, I'm just still seeing what I want to see. And then Ryan goes, you know, that's a, this song was really pretty, Rita. I hope we don't get sued. I was like, yes, 
validation. I'm not crazy. Because it, it's subtle enough that if you're not really familiar with the movie and the music, I, I think it could slip by you. It's not it's not really, you know, direct. Right. But if you if you're familiar enough and know the the, the tunes and the in- instrumentals and different things like that, which which I do, um, yeah, it's wow. Yeah, it's yeah. it's right on the edge of parody, kind of sound alike, just so you get what they're going for. And yeah, it was it was awesome though. I I'm I'm I knew it when I as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh my gosh, Kelly's going to want to talk about this one. <laughs> and I, as, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I'm going to want to talk about this one. <laughs> but I thought I thought it was a weird mesh. I mean, to take Salem, um, you know, witch trial Salem and mix it with Beauty and the Beast. Well, you know, if, I you, don't... if you don't want to watch The Crucible, if you want to learn about The Crucible, but you want to have a little bit of, uh, you know, musical musical in, in between, then uh, here here's the cartoon for you. You know? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the yeah. the combination is is kind of weird. I think it's just, I think you're you're right on the money, Kelly. It was just basically in pop culture at the time in the early '90s that everyone just knew Beauty and the Beast. I mean, this was like the the pinnacle of animation. It got nominated for Best Picture. That was the first cartoon, you know, that was that was able to do that. So, um, you know, a very highly respected cartoon by by so many people. So. Well, that's why they have that category now of oh. animated feature. Yeah, so they, <laughs> which kind of, which is stupid because then they can't get the cartoons in the best picture too. They should be nominated for best picture as well. I think it shouldn't be limited to just best animated film, but whatever. That's just my opinion. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, other than the Beauty and the Beast references, I mean, you mentioned the horse, Kelly. That that horse is a, uh, uh, you know. Of course. Yeah, of course. It's a horse, of course. Of course, of course. Um, Yeah, for Mr. Ed. Hello, I'm Mr. Ed. He's he's the same color as Mr. Ed. Mr. Ed was a show that was, uh, gosh, it was back in the 1960s, I think. Uh, Maybe 50s, but I'm pretty sure it was more like in the 60s. They used to rerun it on Nickelodeon, which is when I would, like, Nick at Night, I guess. Yes, that's when I would watch it, too. And the uh, main uh, actor in it, uh, Alan Young, who played Wilbur, uh, would later voice uh, uh, Scrooge McDuck in many uh, cartoons. So there you go. There's a cartoon connection right there. And Alan, Alan Young just died like a, gosh, just a few years ago. I want to say just two or three years ago. So he lived into his nineties and he was still voicing Scrooge McDuck, uh, even on the recent um, revamp they did of the DuckTales video game uh, where, uh, where they did brand new (laughs) and they did brand new animation for it and everything. Uh, Alan Young came back and uh, did his voice for that and everything. You don't get around much, do you, Wilbur? The humans are going to dunk your little friend into the river. Oh, boy. Why would they do that? Beats me. If they aren't dunking horses, I don't care. (laughs) Gotta help Rita. (laughs) Look out now, Wilbur. Thanks, horse. Good horse. Gotta save Rita. Anyone ask how you got free? Tell them a cow did it. Okay, so yeah, that's pretty much it when I think when it comes to references. Oh, wait, no, there was Witch Hazel. 
the witch was oh, in yeah. there. Yeah, from Looney Tunes. So we get oh, a- the scene where they were dunking Rita um, did remind me of the witch scene in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It did a little bit. With it, with that one was the woman who had a uh, a, a a carrot on her nose or something like that, right? Yeah. I'm not a witch. I'm not a witch. But you are dressed as one. They dressed me up like this. <laughs> and this isn't my nose. It's a false one. Well, well, we did do the nose. The nose. And the hat. But she's a witch. Did you dress her up like this? No! 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 no. no. Yes! 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 A bit! A bit! A bit! She has got a wart! What makes you think she is a witch? Well, she turned me into a newt! A newt? I got better. Murder I don't think it was so much a reference because, I mean, that was inspired by real life events anyways. But it because I'm so familiar with that movie and it's funny, I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm, and now I'm thinking about that scene in The Holy Grail. <laughs> so I don't know how accurate the episode was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying that there was no uh, witch burnings in Salem. I wanted to say that. Ooh, so. okay. Was, no, so there they you go. But uh I think they, they were hung, right? They were hung. Yeah, lots of hangings. And they crushed some people was... with rocks, I think, too. They just yeah, like, there was put like, rocks. There was, I think one person got crushed with rocks and I was in the crucible in high school. I should remember more of this stuff. I don't I don't remember. I read the book or the <laughs> yeah. play. Yeah. I read the book and watched the movie. I was <laughs> I was Putnam in the play. I was in the first act because I only had drama one period, not two. So I can only be in the first <laughs> act. <laughs> oh, wow. So, but I was in it. I had my scene and I and I left. I just was there enough. I was there long enough to accuse somebody of being a witch and then left. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Got out of Salem. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, wrap things up with one last segment. Unless, wait, wait, Nathan, do you have anything else to say about this? I, I was in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that's... oh who'd you play? <laughs> I was Cogsworth. Oh. Yeah. I auditioned one time for a community theater, and I mean, they just said it was open to anybody over the age of 18. They didn't say you actually had to have singing and dancing experience. Mm. But I, I had been in ballet and tap as a kid, and I had taken chorus, but I was older than everybody else there because it was high schoolers. Oh. in drama and <laughs> they were hardcore and i was like i just want to be the enchantress who like walks across the stage and waves a wand and then walks off but no i, I didn't get cast uh, i just wanted to be part of the production though oh well if any if any touring productions of beauty and the beast are needed of a, an enchant enchantress or heck even a fork in the background kelly will will take you up on it <laughs> she'll <laughs> Just email Kelly, Kelly at BigShinyRobot.com. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that was that looks like it's probably our last uh, Rita and Runt cartoon as well. So, yep. yeah, at least they went out on a high note, I think. You know, this was a, a very <laughs> good one. I see what you did there. <laughs> well, it wasn't even intentional, actually. No pun intended, but I will, I will take it. <laughs> so, 
Let's go ahead and move on to our last segment here, a very Shakespearean one, because it is Shakespearean, and it is Macbeth. And Macbeth, uh, well, the commentary on this was written by Deanna Oliver, and it was directed by Michael Gerard and John McClanahan. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, William Shakespeare, of course, had a big hand in this because this is uh, the Shakespeare's uh, scene from Shakespeare's Macbeth with the three witches. And uh, basically the dot, hello, nurse and slappy are acting as the three witches, three witches, not the wishes, but they're throwing stuff into a big giant pot. And Yakko is translating this time because dot, of course, is one of the witches. Uh I should say Wacko is throwing the stuff in the pot because the, the witches just stir. They do they have their lines and they stir. Double, double, toil and trouble. Fire burn and cauldron bubble. Loosely translated, that means abracadabra. Then a double fanny snake in the cauldron, boil and bake. Let's cook a snake. Start with my agent. Uh, some of the things that they throw in are uh, uh, the eye of Newt. They throw in uh, Minerva's uh, Newt, you know, the dog Newt from the Minerva cartoon. Uh, the toe of frog was Michigan J. Frog. Uh, the wool of bat was Batman, of course. Uh, tongue of dog, you have to throw in buttons, which I really felt bad for poor buttons. Uh, the scale of dragon, I think it might have been the dragon from, uh, oh gosh, uh, Sir Yaxalot. So, the, dragon, the, dragon, the dragon! The dragon! The dragon! The dragon! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And of course, uh, there was Tooth of Wolf. Uh, they had Walter Wolf uh, was uh, was in it. So there, we, there was our little cameos right there. Other than that, I don't... Uh, oh, wait. No, there was one little weird, weird reference here. One of the lines is like saying, dig in the, dig in the dark is a gas or something. What do they say? Yeah. So one of the witches says... Digged in the dark. And then Yakko says, Digged in the dark is a guess. Baby, can you dig it? I was going, what is that about? And I was pretty confused. Apparently it's referencing the song Grazing in the Grass, which has not the same tune at all to it. Here, let me let me pull it up here real quick. Yeah, okay, I remember that. Oh, okay. Okay. So. Okay. So that has not the same tune at all from what Yakko was saying. Uh, obviously, totally different tempo, but maybe he should have said, Digging in the dark is a gas, baby, can you dig it? But whatever. That's that. If that is a connection, eh, there, there you go. I'm going off of I'm going off a, a, a chart here, folks. I don't know if I agree with all these connections, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, what do you guys think about this? Uh, this particular, this is our last Shakespeare one, I believe. Uh, Nathan Kelly, what do you guys think about uh, this? What were some moments you thought were funny? Well, I, I thought it was a very straightforward translation of. You know, like, there's nothing to translate in this. I wish they chose a better Shakespeare segment. I mean, it made sense for this particular one because it's witches and Halloween and everything. But yeah. uh, we did get to see a, a nice surprise at the end. By the pricking of my thumbs, something scary this way comes. 
with high heel shoes and socks and pantyhose on Pretty Lady. So they popped in. Uh, they popped the top too in soon. too soon. Oh yeah, but that's true. Jerry Lewis was has passed recently, but yeah, that, that was that was kind of cool. Although the animation on him was horrible, you notice that? Yeah, it seems like the animation changed like right when he came out of the pot. Like, yeah, his mouth was all, not all synced the up. Yeah, the the weird. It started off okay, and then the, by the end, they were just like it seemed like the animators were like, "We're done." <laughs> yeah, I think they got a different animation studio or something to do that last, or just one different animator. Whoever was animated Jerry Lewis or Mister Director didn't do the best it, job. It was almost like one of those segments that they have before a cartoon starts. Where I thought that it was just like. Or it's our next cartoon. So I wonder if that was their original idea. Yeah, that's what I almost they... thought too. Yeah, they they were looking in it like, what is it? And I, I thought the same thing, Nathan. I thought they were going to say, it's our next cartoon. But I thought, no, it's too late in the show for that. So yeah. <laughs> it can't so be I, I wonder if that was the original idea. And instead they got a different animation team to do a Cherry Lewis mm. coming out. And that's why it looks so weird. Maybe. Well, now that we have our connection with Tom Ruger, maybe he can check his notes. <laughs> he can find out. <laughs> By the way, ladies and gentlemen, we, we you can't see it obviously being an audio podcast, but Tom has this folder. This is like a huge binder of Animaniac scripts and notes and all this stuff that uh he's he's anxious to share with us. So, um who knows, maybe there is some sort of note in there, perhaps. We we might just find <laughs> out. That might be a little. That might be some research involved with that one. Uh, Kelly, anything you you liked in this last uh, segment? Well, I I liked when they started to you know say their little boil, boil, toil, and trouble, and and um, Yakko said basically they're saying abracadabra, <laughs> and um, then later in the episode he said bibbidi bobbidi boo, which of course <laughs> is another Disney reference. So yeah. I love that. <laughs> And I, I also noticed, um, I think Dot says something scary this way comes, but I think the line's actually something wicked this way comes. Oh. There was a Rush Limbaugh. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. In the episode, That's too. true. For a charm of powerful trouble, like a hell broth boil and bubble. <sighs> Stir until bored, serves 12. Unless you're Rush Limbaugh, then it's an appetizer. There were a lot of fat jokes of Rush Limbaugh back in the nineties. <laughs> of course, he lost he lost weight. Now he's he's not a thin guy these days, but he's he's not as uh, big as he as he was in the early nineties. Um, yeah, there we go. Well, let's go ahead and uh, wrap things up. I think it's time for our water tower rating. <laughs> So what do you guys think? Out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give today's episode? Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Ooh, um, it's a tough one. I think I'll give it three water towers, and only because I found out what's in a hot dog. <laughs> and uh, Kelly, what about you? I think I will go for three and a half because I really like the Beauty and the Beast references. And overall, it was a really good episode. It's just I, the slappy one, it wasn't as funny as some of the slappy ones uh, have been, but I did like the overall theming of the episode, very Halloween-y, and it was just fun. And the Randy Beeman segments were hilarious. Yeah. 
I'll give it a three and a half. There's a lot of content in this one. It was, it was good stuff. Nice theming, like you said. And one additional thing that I really liked and I didn't mention was that the voice of the farmer in the town, I think he's the guy with the beard, I think, um, was voiced by none other than Bill Moomy, who, if you don't know who he is, well, he's he was the little kid in the original Lost in Space episodes, and he was in a bunch of Twilight Zone episodes. Like, he was the kid in the... in who who was like the cursed kid who would like curse people into TV sets and stuff like that. And he was also one of the singers in the great group Barnes and Barnes who sing among other things, the song fish heads. So ah. there you go. Bill Moomy. Uh, we, we, I, one of my, our friend Jason uh, Glady met him over at uh, Phoenix comic con a few years ago. Um, I think he's in Babylon five or something, but he was just meeting him because he's a, a fan of Barnes and Barnes. And that was the only reason. So anyway, Bill Moomy, it was in this episode. Well, uh, before we, uh, close everything up, I think it's time for our poll results from last week. And let me just see if I can pull those. Oh no. Oh no. It's off to the announcer to give us our poll results. All right, so those were our poll results. Thank you so much, Mr. An- announcer guy. Um, anyway, uh, so Nathan Kelly, what was your favorite Mindy and Buttons? Uh, Nathan, start with you. All right, well, um, I liked the Astro Buttons. That's the one I voted for. <laughs> Astro Buttons? And, yeah, because it's the last one of the chronolog- chronology of uh, Mindy and Buttons. So it's the final episode. <laughs> he quits at the end. Everything it's it's great for him. So there you go. That's true. It was in the future. It had to be the last one chronologically, and he quit. Yeah, I never thought of it that way, Nathan. Very good. So. Nice, 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 <laughs> nice one. What about you, Kelly? I liked um, Le Bouton and La Balou. <laughs> uh huh. Just because it. Oh, it, I just I loved all the French in it, and um, it just it was a. Very, very different episode, and uh, even though it was in French, it was still kind of easy to understand because Buttons and Mindy cartoons are very uh, have le- uh, limited dialogue, and um, so I just thought it was fun. All right, and uh, I, I, that's the one I picked as well, La Balloon, and I'll just give you two words why. Well, I'll give you three words why. French baby plucky. That's why you need, that's why that one's the best one right there because he's just super cute in that. And, uh, that just automatically in my mind pushes that one to the top. So there we go. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get to this poll for this week. 
Nathan, what do we got? All right. So we just had our fourth uh, uh, Skippy and Slappy cartoon. So the question is, which is our favorite of those Skippy and Slappy cartoons? I shouldn't say it's the fourth one, but it's the fourth one since our last poll. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the choices are Frontier Slappy, Smell You Later, Woodstock Slappy, and Scare Happy Slappy. I have no idea which of these is going to win. I um, think if I were a betting man, I think... <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out. Uh, so uh, Frontier Slappy is the one where uh, John, the guy was cutting down all the trees. What is it? Paul Revere Oh, or yeah. No, it was uh, oh Daniel Boone. That was a Daniel good one. Daniel Boone. And Smell Boone. You Later was the stinky one, uh, one of Tom Ruger's favorite. Um, mm-hmm. The stinky dog. And then the Woodstock Slappy is... Uh, Who's on stage and then scare Happy Slappy from the Halloween episode today? I vote for Woodstock Slappy. I know, I know. <laughs> next week. <laughs> we'll have to find out what you voted sorry, for next sorry. week. <laughs> well, she's putting in her vote early. Vote early, vote often. <laughs> and you can vote <laughs> by going to twitter.com slash animaniacast uh, or simply search on Twitter for hashtag animaniacast poll and you can make your voice heard. All right. Well, folks, it looks like it is time to shut everything up for this week so uh before we do let's go ahead and get to some contact information nathan where can people get in contact with you hey folks go to twitter i'm there um i have so many friends but you can be one of them Django ft that's me and how many friends do you have on there nathan um i i don't know okay, too many to count like maybe 30 wow that okay that's pretty 20, good 25 25 I don't know, something like that that sounds great so there you go join the <laughs> join the club everybody and kelly what about you you can reach me kelly at big shiny robot.com or i'm on twitter y-o-d-a p-r-n-c-s-s yoda princess all right and as for us for the animating cast we are on facebook we are on Twitter, we are on Instagram, and uh, hey, you can also email us as well, which is animaniacast at retrozap.com. And speaking of retrozap.com, you should head on over to retrozap.com because it has a fantastic, every day is a new article on there, and every day we have brand new podcasts, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Case Files, The ARG Cast, Beltly Banthas, Bruise and Blasters, Classic Marvel Star Wars Comics, The Deuce Cast Movie Show, Dork Lair, Dune Cast, Green Justice, and Arrow Podcast, Kanata's Castle, The Sandcrawler, Scarlet Velocity, A Flash Podcast, Skywalking Through Neverland, Starship Sabres and Scoundrels, Talking Apes TV, Techno Retro Dads, Terrigan Dreams, The Trade Federation, and We Know Nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, our podcast network is growing by leaps and bounds. And if you are a fan of any of uh, those topics, then you know what you should do. You should just subscribe to the RetroZap feed on iTunes. You can get every one of those podcasts delivered to your device for free, including this one. Uh, So it's so easy. So do it. (laughs) Anyway, so for Nathan... And Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. Ah! Okay, bye. <laughs>